0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Vanilla Wafer Podcast. Get all your rankings, news, and results here every Monday and Friday. Now, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for your host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? This is the Vanilla Wafer Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today as we get ready to start the weekend at Talladega Super Speedway. Well, the virtual one, but it's a close second. Talladega is one of the biggest races of the year as far as the length of the track is 2.66 miles. We usually have the most action at this track, the most wrecks, and yes, the craziest fans. Well, unfortunately, the butthole life in Talladega Super Speedway will not be there since there will be no fans in attendance since it's a virtual reality race. But we do have the entry list set out as well as some possible rumors and news about some drivers running this race that I'm super excited about. So let's get into it. This is Today's News. Hey, you're listening to the news that some people care about, but most people don't. With your host, Vanilla Wafers, in your news anchor, Vanilla Wafers. And doing weather, Vanilla Wafers. And doing sports, Vanilla Wafers. And on janitorial duty, Momo. This is bullshit. Thank you for tuning in to today's news. Thank you, Momo. You're always impressive, I guess. Today's sponsor, by the way, is sponsored by my neighbor, Bill. He has decided to sponsor today's episode. And his slogan for whatever product he was offering, he didn't really offer me anything. He just threw something at me, but I got a slogan. His slogan was get the off my property. You who the hell are you? So I don't know what he was offering, but that's a slogan. I don't think it's a profitable one, but we'll go with it. He's today's sponsor. Let's get started with the biggest news of the week, and that is driver of the number 24 from 1992 to 2015, Jeff Gordon, is going to come out of retirement to run the Talladega Super Speedway virtual race this Sunday. It looks like it's going to be a one-off race, but I'm super excited. This is my childhood hero coming back out of retirement just to one run one race. Here's going to be my honest opinion on it. Do I think he's going to win the race? No. Uh, My bet is he's probably going to wreck within the first 10 laps of the race. That is my bet. I know it's my childhood hero, but William Byron's also driving the number 24. So I have to go with whoever does better. And I think it's going to be William Byron. So we're all excited to see Jeff Gordon come back from retirement to run this race. Is he going to win it? Probably not. But you know what? It's still really great to see. besides Jeff Gordon there are 37 other drivers who are entered into this Talladega race now most of them have been the same culprits from the last 3 races you know we know Kurt Busch Brad Keselowski Austin Dillon, Ross Chastain, all those guys are going to be in there. I'm just going to go over the noticeable ones that we've only seen a couple of times. Kevin Harvick is going to be coming back in the number four car. We also got Dale Earnhardt Jr. He was not sure if he was going to race last week or not, so it's probably good to put him in as an invitational. Brandon Poole in the number 15. Bobby Labonte in the number 19. You also got Corey LaJoy in the number 32, Cole Custer in the number 41, Chad Fincham for Management Business Motorsports in the number 49. He's hoping to get the same success as Timmy Hill, but... Uh, I don't think that's gonna happen and we got JJ Yeley and Joey Gase driving the 52 and 53 car of Rick rare racing So 38 cars right now are on the entry list including Jeff Gordon. It's gonna be an action-packed race We'll see if all of them get to run on there. I mean, it's a big-ass track. It's 2.66 miles They better include everybody if not we will riot and send photos of her buttholes to the NASCAR Twitter page Kyle Larson isn't the only driver who has suffered from unemployment during this coronavirus pandemic. NBM Motorsports laid off all their employees. Now, it's not for the same thing that Kyle Larson did. They didn't shout the N-word over a computer game. But NBM Motorsports is one of the smaller teams in the NASCAR Cup Series. In fact, it probably is the smallest And due to this uh, pandemic going on, they have no income coming in, so they decide to lay off all their employees at this time. NBM Motorsports uh, owns the number 66 car of Timmy Hill and the number 49 car of Chad Fincham. Um, This is a very sad thing to happen, but uh, I mean, I do understand where they're coming from. I mean, they need to find a way to keep afloat. Kyle Long also understands this, and he's given his workers loans, saying he knows that they will pay him back when this is all said and done but for now he has to lay them off at this time and hopefully they can get taken care of with all these packages going on but a little bit of a sad time going on for nbm motorsports <laughs> Probably the biggest news coming out of the racing world, maybe even a little more than Jeff Gordon. Ah, who am I kidding? Jeff Gordon is always the top news in my life. Jeff Gordon! Anyways, NASCAR is continuing to work on a return to racing, and it sounds like they're starting to pinpoint when they will start. It looks like the Coca-Cola 600, which is on Memorial Day weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina, looks to be... The, one of the main races to return back. They could run a race beforehand, potentially either at Texas Motor Speedway or Darlington Raceway. This would not affect the championship round for Darlington. But it looks like they're trying to do everything they can to get back into racing. It just depends on what the government says about reopening certain things. Some states, including Texas and Florida, have already given the green light for NASCAR to return there in the month of May. Georgia is being a bunch of idiots, and they're trying to do everything they can to open up immediately. So prepare to see the number of cases spike up over there because of those imbeciles. But we shall see where they start the first race. But it looks like it's going to be guaranteed right around May. So I'm super excited on that, and I hope you are too. Now let's wrap up today's news on the lighter side, and that is with Richard Childress, who is the owner of the number three and number eight car of the Cup Series, which is Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick. He has decided to launch a personal memorabilia auction and sale to assist the COVID-19 relief efforts. He is going to be selling die and memorabilia from the likes of the number three car of Dale Earnhardt all the way up to the Harvick years to our current drivers and beyond. He says it's going to be a great opportunity to get some relief funds over to the COVID-19 and also get collectors hands on some personal memorabilia. Now, I think this is a really good thing to do. Let's just hope that Teresa Earnhardt doesn't try to get any royalties from that. Who is Teresa Earnhardt? I'm glad you asked, you arrogant ass. Teresa Earnhardt is basically the wild, wicked witch of NASCAR. Ever since Dale Earnhardt died, it was tragic, but she decided when she took over the team to get royalties from everything, including the number three car, the number eight car, and even tried to sue Dale Earnhardt's son for calling his house Earnhardt Estate. Yes, she is that wicked, and I have a bad feeling that she's going to try to put her hands on this. Uh, Basically, NASCAR's three most hated women in the world are Teresa Earnhardt, Danica Patrick, and Hillary Clinton. So let's hope that doesn't happen. She She sounds sounds like like a major... major. Whew! Put that sound effect in just in time. Whew, thank goodness on that one. But anyways, let's move on now to our next segment. Let's do the top 10 rankings going into this weekend's race. All right, before we get into the top 10, let's mark down the five drivers who are in the hunt. Moving out of the top 10 is going to be Matt DiBenedetto, driving the number 21. The reason why is he got disqualified from the Richmond race for driving like an ass. So, um, yeah, I, I got to move you out, bud. Number 21 car, back in the hunt. Kyle Busch, top five at Richmond. Still, I need to see one more top 10 before I can put you in the rankings. Uh, Bobby Labonte, great run in the qualifier race. He won the race, but still finished outside the top 10. 10 once again. So he's a consistent driver, but he's not top 10 quality. Uh, Tyler Reddick, uh, having some good runs. He was able to get a top 10. Uh, hasn't really much been a front runner, so I'm just going to put him in the hunt slightly behind some of the other drivers. And then uh, always on this list, every single time, is Clint Boyer. Uh, he finished dead last. I cannot put him into the list at all. He needs to get at least two top 10s at minimum for me before I'm able to put them in there or get a win we'll see but those are the drivers in the hunt now let's get into the top 10. Let's get started with the top 10 in 10th place we have Alex Bowman moving back two positions from what he was last week. The reason for this is he had a 22nd place finish Six laps down, unfortunately you're going to lose a lot of spots, however the reason why I kept him in is he is fourth in the points right now if there was a scoring system for the iRacing so I gotta keep him in the top ten but he's right there on the edge. We'll see how he does in Talladega. John Hunter Niemicek in the number 38, he also loses a couple positions as he finished 16th in the Richmond race. So wasn't really competitive that entire race. So we're gonna move him back into the ninth spot. Still running well. Let's see how he does at Talladega where Front Row Motorsports, his team, always has a lot of success. Landon Castle moves right back into the top 10 with an impressive run both in the qualifier race and in the main race where he finished in the top five and he was pretty competitive while doing it. So move Landon Castle up into the eighth spot. Losing two positions was Ryan Priest in the number 37. He led the first part of that race, 59 laps actually, but unfortunately got into some problems with Matt DiBenedetto and it brought him back to the ninth position. He did finish on the lead lap, however you are going to lose some spots when you don't finish inside the top 15. In the 6th spot we have Parker Kligeren moving up the ladder as he finished in the top 3 in the Richmond race and he looked pretty damn good while doing it. Uh, He's been having some outside top 10 finishes, so I can't put him in the top five yet But he's been looking really strong this entire season He just needs to get good finishes and he was able to do it here at Richmond Garrett Smithley starts off the top five as he did not really have a good run He finished 17th at Richmond. However in the past few races He's been finishing in the top three except for last week at Bristol where he finished ninth So this is his worst run so far in the iRacing series. So let's see what he does in the future races going into Talladega. Dale Earnhardt Jr. moves back up into the top five as he's in the fourth spot after having a top 10 finish. He's always Mr. Top 10 except for Bristol. He's been consistent throughout this entire league. So definitely gotta put him in the top five especially if you keep getting those top 10s. Denny Hamlin, probably the top runner out of the top series drivers in real racing, has another impressive finish, he finishes sixth. He's been the most impressive out of the people who don't run the iRacing program on a continual basis. He's fourth in the points tied with Alex Bowman, so he's been super impressive. I'm putting him in the top three. Now, going between Timmy Hill and William Byron, we already know it's those two. They've been the dominant ones this whole time. I had a hard time picking who was going to be number one, because Timmy Hill's worst finish has been 3rd. William Byron's worst finish has been 38th at Homestead. He was running well in that race, but he got into an accident. So, the question is, who gets the first spot? Because William Byron has also led so many more laps than Timmy Hill, and has been dominant every single race, and with two wins you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something controversial. I'm going to put both of them in the number one spot. That's right. Timmy Hill and William Byron will share the number one spot because they've both been dominant. It's going to all come down to Talladega on how they race, but it's definitely going to be between those two. That is your top 10 ranking list. It's a competitive edge. Let's see how much Talladega shakes it up, but there's your top 10. Now here's what you need to know going into the Talladega race this weekend. Now Talladega is a lot different from a lot of other racetracks. It is similar to Daytona in a sense that they do pack racing. Now what is pack racing? Pack racing at the Super Speedway started back in 1988. It started with a restrictor plate package that went all the way into 2019. However they changed it into tampered spacers which are similar to restrictor plate racing as a sense as still provides packed racing. What this does is give all the cars pretty much an equal chance at winning the race. No car can really get away from the pack and they do this for safety reasons so the cars don't go over 200 miles per hour. Now here are some drivers to make a note of that are definitely going to be in the running. Obviously William Byron and Timmy Hill they are masters at the iRacing program, so they're definitely going to be there near the front. Also other drivers to keep your eye on is Dale Earnhardt Jr, Denny Hamlin, and Brad Keselowski because these guys are really, really good when it comes to Talladega and Packed Racing. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has six wins, Denny Hamlin has three Daytona 500 wins, and Brad Keselowski has five wins, and they've all been doing pretty good in the iRacing simulator, so make sure to keep your eye on them. A dark horse that many people may not be talking about but could be a really good factor is Michael McDowell in the number 34. Now Michael McDowell usually runs for lower teams, but the team he's running for is Front Row Motorsports who has a lot of success when it comes to pack racing so make sure to keep an eye on him. He might be able to pull away the win. My pick personally is going to be William Byron in the number 24. I know, I know, I'm picking the 24 car again what a shocker but here's the reason why he's led the most laps by far out of anybody and it's really hard to go against him at this point I mean he's the guy to beat every single time I don't see it ha- being anything different at Talladega um Momo who are you going for uh, I'll go for Timmy Hill why Why are you going for Timmy Hill because he can beat William Byron oh well thanks thanks you jerk and let's see who is uh Russ and all my co-workers going for oh they're going for Logano Thanks, apples. yep, yeah, I guess Joey Logano's alright, I mean, he's gotta win a Talladega, but you had to go for him, huh? And, uh, arrogant analyst, who are you gonna be going for? I like who your co-workers are going for, but I'm going for even a bigger prick. I'm going for Brad Keselowski, the same guy who took out Jeff Gordon in the championship, as well as William Byron, maybe Ricky Stenhouse as well. uh <laughs> Well, it's good to know that you're back to your old ways. Um, not really, but let's see. Who else do we have? Oh, Georgia Gary. Who are you going to be going for? Wait a minute. I thought he was dead. No, jackass. That was, uh, Mississippi Pete. This is obviously someone completely different. Who are you going for? I'm going for Junebug. i to be going with number eight. Junior, woo! Show me your butthole! Okay, uh, I regret already bringing him into this, but uh, that will conclude today's podcast. Thank you guys so much. Let me know who you guys will be going for in the Talladega race. Make sure to tune in. That's on Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific time. You don't want to miss it. So thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope to see you all in the next episode. You all take care.